podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, welcome to the Shackles Are Off podcast. The World Cup is just around the corner. It doesn't seem like two minutes since we were last going into a Cricket World Cup. Obviously, England, two-time world champions, defending both the T20 World Cup when that comes around this time. And this Cricket World Cup, it seems like England have been world champions for an awfully long time of the Cricket World Cup proper. And what I mean by that is the 50-over World Cup. Chris Millard, we were there that fantastic day at Lords. Very, very fortunate to be there. Um, I don't know how I managed to burgle myself a ticket off you, but um, I did. So that was good. Um, But that seems a long, long time ago. And it's been been nice being the world champions for that amount of time. Um, But we've got to do it all again. So um, you're flying out to India. And when are you flying out to India? Because I thought that you would already be be there by now. Because actually, it starts in two days. By the time whilst we're recording this, it does. It really does. And unfortunately, I am flying out on Thursday, and I will miss the first game, um, despite having a ticket and a hotel and a flight for that first game and for other various meetings I had lined up in India. I um, stupidly fell down a step in an Airbnb last Saturday and had a. Um, fractured ankle, so not the ideal start to the Cricket World Cup, but I'm um, I'm, I'm recovering quickly, recovering well to um, get out there for the second game to sit in a seat and watch the lads. <laughs> so hang on, you broke your ankle and you effectively, because of that, missing England-New Zealand, the curtain raiser. I am indeed, in. yes. I am indeed, which is, a, which is a real shame, but if I'm being completely honest with you... Um, the fact that I'm still able to get out there for any of it at all is a blessing, and I'm very fortunate to be able to do that. However, it will be frustrating to miss the opening game, which is, um, yeah, the, the last time we played them in a World Cup, we knew how exciting that game was. So mm. let's hope for something similar. Um, were you drunk when you broke your ankle? You know what? I ha- I'd had a little bit to drink. However, that wasn't the reason. Like The reason was I was staying in an Airbnb, and we had family in the Airbnb. And it was quite late and I didn't turn the lights on on the stairs. I was being just sort of grab the banister, wander up the stairs, no problem, miss the step. Ooh. Bang. Thanks for coming. Next week, you're in a boot all week. <laughs> so there we go. Oh, mate. Uh, oh, I, well. I, I want to take the piss out of you, but I can't really because actually that is painful. Mm, um, it's one whole, of them things. One of, of them things. But we'll be there. And, and also, we'll. Um, it's a long tournament. It's 50-odd nights in India for the England team. So um, there's plenty of opportunities to get out there. And also, um, let's be honest, I think there's a lot of expectation on England, as ever with a major tournament nowadays, um, with the form that the white ball team are in. I think there's got to be an expectation that they make the semi-finals, if not the final. Um, fortunately, at the Barmy Army, we've still got tickets. So we've still got semi-final tickets available and final tickets available and they are sold out to the general public but we still have some 
Um, you can get them on barmyarmy.com. You can get hotel and ticket packages for either the semi-final one, semi-final two, and the final, which is where we're going to get to. I, I, you've just got to think they're going to be in that final, probably against India or Pakistan, do you reckon? Yeah, yeah I, I, I think so. And obviously an India final or India-Pakistan semi-final would be ridiculous if you think about it. I mean, that's the one that, let's be honest, the ICC won every single time, isn't it? Because of the TV revenue and the the fact that you will have literally 2 billion people across the globe watching it, which is is quite, quite something. Um, But yeah, purely from an England perspective, I mean, come on, this is the official Barmy Army cricket podcast. um, And (laughs) as regular listeners will know, we're not exactly uh, the most neutral, so uh, which is fine. I don't think anybody really expects us to be. England, by the way, they did play um, a warm-up game. A bit of a shambles, really, so far, isn't it? I think there was problems with flights and uh, getting in, and, and I know lots of people have had problems with, with visas. Obviously, that doesn't impact the actual tournament itself, but lots of different sort of things around it. Um, and then, actually, uh, then England's preparations have been hampered by the weather, not ideal. So they did beat Bangladesh. England, interestingly, actually have Bangladesh in in the second match. So that's interesting. There's 48 matches though in the World Cup. It's a lot of lot of cricket, that isn't it? It's an awful lot of cricket. I like I said before, there's 50, 52 days. I think the England team are there for, which is heavy when you think of the rest of the calendar, which is India, January to March, the Test series, and then for those that are lucky enough to get an IPL contract, staying out there for the IPL. So essentially, if you're uh, Johnny Bairstow um, or uh, Mark Wood and you want to play the Test Series and some of the IPL as well, you're there until May. Yeah, yeah. Come out for Christmas and you're there till May. So That's, It's bonkers, that. Absolutely bonkers. You know what? You better... You better hope they uh, they like the culture because yeah. um, if not, they've got to get used to it. But it's an amazing place to go. If you haven't been before and you're a cricket fan, it's just got to be done. There's no better time than this winter to do it. Obviously, there's there's all sorts going on in the in the world, the cost of living and whatnot. So I appreciate it's not affordable to everyone to get out there. But if it is affordable to you and you want to experience it, you've got the opportunity of a World Cup and you've got the opportunity of a test series, five tests, probably the most entertaining England team we've ever seen against India in India. We know how hard it is to win there. I think it's just it's just one of those times you've got to think, right, I've got to be there for this because it might not happen again. It might never be as close. We might never be world champions again. There's just, if you want to go to India, this is the time. I think it is. You're right, and and actually, I will just say, and Chris would would not say this himself without sounding like he's trying to sell you something. So I'll say it because I mean it. Um, you guys actually do make it affordable. So if if you're thinking, you know, oh, it's going to cost me X, it's actually not. It's 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 all right, and obviously everything's organised brilliantly. So um, so yeah, so do do have a look at some packages if you fancy a slice of it. You might as well, even if you just go for a week or whatever. It's it's actually amazing value. Go and watch England play a World Cup in India. It doesn't get a great deal better than that. So England have obviously played New Zealand, curtain raiser like we discussed. And then the next game is England-Bangladesh. And then Afghanistan. And then after that, South Africa. So great start like in terms of like quality of opposition. And, and actually, if you look at the all the teams involved, it's it's they've all got pedigree, basically. They've all got it's... pedigree. Everybody's beaten each other previously. It's not like a... You know, that's one thing that's kind of got my goat a little bit about the Rugby World Cup um, in the sense that 
you know, there's a lot of teams there that are making up the numbers and I don't mind that. And obviously it's given opportunity and, and it's not a totally negative thing, but in terms of a spectacle, it's a bit like, come on, like Scotland running a hundred points the other night. You're going really, you don't get that in ODI cricket, which is, you uh, don't, which is especially, nice. Yeah. Especially in the subcontinent when you've got teams like Bangladesh who are going to turn people over yes, and you don't are. expect it. And Pakistan are, a good team, but I think we yet to see the best out of their really. Um, we've got some really good young talent as well, so that it is wide open. Um, I did, I did enjoy some of the Rugby World Cup. Though. I actually watched the Georgia versus Portugal game, and it was a draw, and it was yeah. unbelievable. It was a quality game. It was free flowing. It was fast. That I know we're digressing, but I think a lot of the Barmy Army members and fans listening to this podcast are also sports fans, and will be watching England every step of the way. Mm. Speaking of that, Greggy, I know you've had a rather busy weekend. I'm surprised we've been able to grab you so soon after the momentous um, weekend you've had over in Rome, working um, for the BBC on the Ryder Cup. Can you give our hunters a taste of what that was like to see Team Europe, let's be honest, bloody blow away the USA team? Yes, and actually it's a very similar feel to the Ashes in that respect because there's that kind of long history now. You can point back to Ryder Cups previous where there's been bad blood. You know, you think of Brookline and you think of the miracle at Medina and then you think of Monty holding the winning put at Oakland Hills back in 2004 and <laughs> the wins at the Belfry. And then obviously a bit further back than that when, you know, before our time in terms of Seve Ballesteros and Faldo and all these incredible greats who, you know, uh, uh, basically shaped this competition that is a must watch and you don't get many weeks in any sport that transcend... I mean, we saw that with the Ashes, right? So I'm trying to keep the cricket and golf link here and try and keep it as a bit of a parallel. But if you look back at how we felt during that Edgebaston week in the summer just gone, where you thought, this isn't just a cricket thing, this is like everybody's talking about it. Even casual, casual sports fans are you know wanting to know what's going on the wanting to read about it or watch it or listen to bits of it or just know about it right and that was that was the feeling that i got in rome actually it was brilliant i mean what a venue um i mean there's not really any opportunity for england cricket to tour in uh in rome which is a shame that was a big yes. pull that was a bit well yes exactly yet if there's a way you'll think of it um <laughs> but there was yeah that was a big pull for the americans i think coming over and you know the crowd again very similar to a cricket crowd in the sense that you know it gets it gets boisterous it gets rowdy the, but everything's good natured everything's done in that kind of the spirit in which it's meant to be um you know it's an exhibition match by name but if you're obviously round there you know it's not it's it does feel like a high quality cricket test match of sorts so that's that's why it's um that's why it's so emotional and 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 special um, and yeah, it was it was amazing. It was amazing. Obviously, I'm lucky to be inside the ropes and Ryder Cups previously where I've attended. I've obviously been inside the ropes as well. And I said this to you, and I've, I might have even said this on the podcast before, actually thinking about it. But I've said that Ryder Cups are good for a, um, you know, they're great if you can get inside the ropes. They're great to watch on TV, but actually as a fan experience, not so good. I completely reversed that decision uh, <laughs> because because actually what I saw in Rome, I think that clearly that has been something they factored in. The viewing was brilliant. Like everything as a fan experience was great. And I was quite conscious just to try and absorb that. 
lots of vantage points, big screens around the course. They clearly really, really thought about, hang on, if these people are paying whatever they're paying to come in here, how are we going to make it absolutely worth every euro or pound? And it was, it. they did it really, really well. So what I would say is, is that the next time round, Team Europe are in New York and they will need all the support they can get because that is like going to play at the MCG um, on Boxing Day um, times 100, you know, because it's it, it's actually, think of the nastiest bunch of Aussie supporters. <laughs> that's that that's what you're getting, right? On a golf course in close proximity, you know, you're rubbing shoulders with them effectively around some of the tee boxes and greens and it'll get, it'll get a bit tasty. So I think actually we'll try and hatch a bit of a plan. I know your cogs are already whirring on this because that's why you're asking I'm all me over about it. it. All over it. It'd be good to get a Barmy Army presence there next time. So, Can uh, I just ask you on the... I've seen a lot of songs. I was getting a lot of people sending me songs. Like I think everyone... I, I'm a casual golf fan. I love the Ryder Cup more than anything. love the Masters. Um, can I just ask you, do you think all the songs that were going on, It was you've mentioned it's a similar field to a cricket community. Is there one day room for Finchie at the Ryder Cup? You know what? I, I could see that. And I'm not just saying that. You could easily see him on the first tee. I think it would have to be home. Um, I don't think you could take Finchie to an away Ryder Cup in the way that you could take him to an Ashes Tour down <laughs> under or South Africa or anywhere else. But I think certain, there's definitely a market for that. They've got these guys, you might have seen the guardians of the Ryder Cup yeah. who dress out and yeah. dress up in all the European garb. Yeah. Um, and actually, I just don't think that they quite hit all the right notes, excuse the pun, in the same hmm. way that uh, the Barmy Army and, and Finchie do. So obviously I'm biased towards the Barmy Army, but I just think that like everything in the Barmy Army is done like with masterful skill in that respect, in terms of like, you know, rallying troops and creating a bit of an atmosphere. So yeah, don't, I'm, look, I can see on your face, you're already thinking... <laughs> Yeah, right. New York packages. Let's get them sorted for a couple of years' time. Well, there's a few events that you look at from... I've been running the Barmy Army for a long time now. There's a few events I've had on the hit list for a long, long time. And the Ryder Cup is third top. The the one just inside that is the Lions Rugby yeah. Tour. Yeah. I think that's such a Barmy Army event. And yeah, the is. Rugby World Cup is a, is a big Barmy Army opportunity as well. Once we've... Once we're able to access those events via tickets, I think there'll be an opportunity for us to take the business and the brand there because um, the same fan likes major sporting events. I'd say the Lions and the Ryder Cup are right up there, right up the street of our um, of our membership. So hopefully one day, hopefully it's New York and we can have a great time supporting um, a very fired up Rory McIlroy um, on a return leg out in America. You could already hear them talking about it in the press. So I think it's got everyone excited, even if you're not a golf fan. No, you're right. I actually think that they would, They the players would really like that as well because they don't experience anything like it all year and they really embrace the crowds and, and yeah, so it's going to be brilliant. And it's just like, it, it, you know, you've heard Stokes and Root and all the other players say it about how it's like a 12th man and da 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 You know, it could be definitely Team Europe's 13th man for that. And it's genuinely, I mean that, having, having been there. So, um Yeah. Watch Register your interest now at barmyarmy.com. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Brilliant. Really, really good. Yeah, really good. Um, 
We are going to be talking to Owen Morgan on this podcast. Well, we're not actually. It's actually not no. us. Um, that's that's wrong. It's actually Chuck, who is the producer of this podcast quite often and does all the Barmy Army social media and everything. And he got this opportunity. Fair play to him, by the way, Chris, because he kind of got a message, presumably off somebody saying, look, you know, you can have Owen Morgan today. And you or I, we were obviously miles off it. And um, and he did a very good job, as you're about to hear. And it's a nice, it's a nice chat ahead of the World Cup. So, um, yeah, there you go. Just, um, just quickly then, let, let, we should just actually talk about the World Cup. Um, no, Jason Roy, Harry Brook in the squad, um, but the kind of the spine, if you like, of that team in terms of like Joss, Bestow, uh, Stokes, Wokes, Moen Ali, um, all still forming that part of that England squad. Um, I've definitely missed some of the names out there, but you know, there you go. But you get my point in terms of there's like a there's a there's a spine. Yeah. And that is that's crucial, isn't it? That's crucial to have those guys who've now been and done it and obviously still, you know, right at the top of their game. So I mean, I know what you're gonna say, but do you fancy England's chances? I do. If I'm completely honest, you know what I'm like. I fancy England all day, every day, no matter how they're getting on or where they're where they're at with their game. I do, but I am a little bit cautious that in India, um, it's very favourable to the subcontinent teams and you've got to look at India and Pakistan, two strong sides. Um, I, I always fancy England because opposition bowlers are scared of our bowling attack, because of our batting attack, sorry, because of how aggressive they are and how, yeah. and, and we've just shown it in every form now. It's, it's an exciting time for England team. There's some young players coming through as well, but in India... I think you need to go with experience and you're looking at a lot of players that have played in a lot of IPLs, have played a lot of overseas cricket in India, Pakistan, Bangladesh. And you've got to think they're going to get through to that semi-final, final stage. And um, with a with a tournament competition, it's end of the day, it's anyone's it's anyone's game in it. But I think one thing we'll, we'll be sure of is um, some exciting games of cricket, which is, which is what ODI cricket's all about. One thing that I wanted to ask you, James, before we move on to Owen Morgan, um, for some far better insight into the Cricket World Cup than ours. Um, come on, Chuckles are off podcast, the tradition of ours now. Top run scorer in the tournament, leading wicket taker in the tournament. I, I will place you a bet of a um, the loser yeah. has to do a forfeit and publicise it on social media. Um, so it's whoever scores the most runs. Of, hang on, hang on, hang on. What kind of forfeit are we on about? Selected by myself or yourself, depending on who wins the bet. So I might make you come to a Sheffield Wednesday game for a day with me. Or something right, okay, like that. It, it, that that kind of thing's fine. But I know what I know what you're like actually. So it could have been anything <laughs> I was signing myself up for. In fact, you know what? Sorry, I'm just going to try and win so that I that is taken. That's an option that is taken out of the equation. Um, okay. Um, let me go highest run score. I might presume I'm going first. Um, yep. I think we'll go uh, Harry Brook. Very Harry good. Brook. Just Baller, leading wicket taker. Well, you give me your batsman. Johnny Bairstow. Nice. Nice. Damn. Wish I'd have gone better. No, no. I'm sticking with Harry Brook. <laughs> you can't go back on it already. You can no, tell not that, a game. <laughs> you can tell that we're from Yorkshire as well, can't you? Um, and then highest wicket taker. I think that Moeen Ali 
is going to come good because it suits him and he's got the experience and he's got the tactical now. So I just think that actually Stokes and um, and and Butler, I say I say Stokes, obviously there's nothing really to do with the captaincy, but it kind of is. Um, I think that Butler will will be backing him, like fully backing him um, in in those kind of really pressure moments. So yeah, Moen Ali, Moen Ali for me. Excellent. Well, I'm I'm going to stick to the same theme of spin and go with the Deal Rashid. Okay. Um, leg spin option, always backing. I think he's an unbelievable bowler, he and is. I just think he's going to tear tear teams to pieces and and. In India, so it's yeah, exciting. Let, let us know your thoughts as well on our social media. Keen to hear your thoughts and keen to hear your thoughts on what forfeit I should make Greggy do as well. <laughs> that would be, yeah, please don't, please, yeah. Oh, God, I'm praying now. Okay, right. Um, with that in mind, we are going to stop with our crap punditry. We're going to let you listen to Owen Morgan, of course, the World Cup winning captain last time around. I know he's been on the podcast within the last year or so, but this is a really, really interesting chat. Chuck's done a sterling job. And, um, yeah, enjoy it. It's Owen Morgan here on our World Cup preview of the Shackles Are Off podcast. Firstly, just give us a bit of an insight into four years ago. I know it was a slightly different time of the year, but a week out from the World Cup, what's it like being a a skipper, particularly in a home World Cup? What, what's Rohit Sharma going to be feeling like right now? Yeah, you know, I think if I'm in his shoes, I, I'd be very similarly aligned to how I was in, in 2019. I think India's planning and, and preparation has been excellent. Um, they are one of the best sides in the world. They do have home advantage, but you know he has no questions to ask of his team. There's no uncertainty. Uh, you have a fully fit Jasper Boomer back and and firing as well. Hardik Pandya is is back and and bowling and contributing as much as he can with with the ball and and the form that they've shown in the Asia Cup has has been excellent. So I'll have no doubt that they would have spoken about what the pressures at home advantage does bring if it, if it doesn't go well. And I, I guarantee you that Viracoli would have voiced his opinions and experiences about what happened back in 2011 and the, the challenges that, that way they went through it at various different stages. So you'd be sitting very pretty at the moment if, you, if you're Roa Charma. Indeed, indeed. Um, slightly different for you this year, though. You're heading over as Team Sky. How's that going? Is it is it a bit more excitement? You can actually sort of enjoy the 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 dif- different side of it and what comes with that. Yeah, it's it's way more exciting. Um, the the first time I experienced it in a, in a long time, probably since before I turned professional, it was last year in Australia when when Joss and his team won the World Cup. You find yourself going into every game and 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 you know even the the, the pre tournament build up more excited than I was as a, as a player. You know, I, I spent a long time in my career doing what worked and, and doing what worked for me was staying in my own lane, not necessarily engaging in a lot of noise that went on outside of the change room and sort of running my own race. Whereas now you just sit back as a fan and take absolutely every emotion in to what's going on. And it's a, 
it can be a, a journey that you know plays on your emotions but it's it certainly when when your team gets over the line it's it's uh, unbelievably fulfilling and and the level of excitement and and the level of pride that I sat back and watched you know Stokesy hit those winning runs in Melbourne and then just lifting the trophy was just incredible part of the Barmy army now Owen love that <laughs> um I suppose you've got no nutritionist as well knocking on your door so it few few street curries over there yeah here I've I suppose the first time I went to India was as a 16-year-old to um, the CCI uh, in Mumbai. And I've been there probably every year since, 21 years ago, and twice a year, some years, three times a year, others. And it's just a great country to go and either play cricket or learn or just get in and amongst the culture. I was very lucky to captain um, an IPL team in, in Calcutta Knight Riders for a few years and, and just how uh, a city embraces you as, as a person and, and just engages in you because you're playing for their team is is, is immense. So the, the experiences I've had out there, food and, and drink and just absolutely everything that goes with being, um, I suppose, a travelling cricket player is, is, is something I'm, again, looking forward to. Yeah, it's a great country. Um, was was it like? It, I think to non-traveling fans who have never been over there, what what's what's it like walking out? Particularly, I think on the 29th of October, we've got India and look now. What's that going to be like for the England team? Uh, and just try and paint a bit of a picture of that noise and compare it maybe a little bit to to, to the test grounds and and the experiences you've had in this country. I don't think you can compare it because it is just completely different. And and over the years, people have asked what it's like to play out there, but it's very difficult to replicate anything that that we offer when it comes to our grounds at home in in comparison. Because the noise is unparalleled when India are doing well, and then the silence when they're not doing well is equally unbelievable because you, you certainly as, as a player even just as a fan watching somebody will crunch a cover drive or take a wicket or hit a six and it's just silence and it's an uneasy silence because every bit of your body has been taught to celebrate and react to noise and cheer and whatever when you can hear for the first time somebody going yay or just celebrating so oh, that's weird we're in front of eighty thousand people here and i can hear my mate over there 20 yards away celebrating it's 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 a weird feeling but equally you know in in big moments in the game that is where you want to be in and amongst the noise in and amongst uh the the, the heat of the battle and i've no doubt that that game in particular will just be an, an epic game is that would you say that's almost easier to play in than i suppose when you go to australia you can you could probably hear a guy being pretty unsavoury towards you in, in the front of the, the crowd. But I suppose over there, that wall of noise, is that it, does that make things a little bit easier? Uh, I, I Personally, I don't think so. Because when you're in Australia, when you compare our culture to, to Australia's, we're very much aligned and you, you're not really out of your comfort zone until you get to the ground or you bump into some fans or something random happens in, in, in the streets. Whereas in India it's 
24 hours a day there is there's cricket everywhere you 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 can't get away from it you, you kid yourself to thinking right i'm gonna go and watch a tv series or I'll go and play golf or do, or do various different things to try and switch off but it is absolutely everywhere um the fanaticism the passion for the game is completely unparalleled i know football is always a comparison and it's easy to make it but it, it's it's like that but 10 times more intense um right give us a bit of optimism for the england fans listening in are we going to do it are we going to defend your crown what's going to happen in india over the next eight or nine weeks yeah here the optimism and level of expectation is, is always there um and and rightly so we're, we're an unbelievable team you know the fact that people are making a big deal about who should go as a reserve batter is you know you know you're fine tuning your preparation as opposed to scrambling for a number four scrambling for a number six oh no we've got no all-rounder so that indicates that we're in a really strong position itself um and we're, we are in that position because we are very very good we're very very talented and we're more experienced now than than we've ever been yes there have been challenges along the way with the, the out-and-out prioritisation of Test Match cricket. And I think Joss's challenges that he has been through are completely different to the challenges that I went through back in 2018-19 in the lead into the World Cup. You know, Joss has very rarely had his best team available to prepare for this World Cup. It's, it, it feels a little bit last minute. But this is because of the schedule. This is because of the shift in, in mentality. And it was the exact same for last year's preparation for the T20 World Cup. And we won it. We deserved to win it because we were the best team in the tournament. I would say going into this tournament, I wouldn't have us as out and out favourites. I would have India. But there's no reason why we shouldn't win this tournament. You, you talk about defending the title. And I, I really like what Joss Butler said after the series against New Zealand. He said, we're not going out there to defend the title we're going out there to win we're, we're looking forward we we want to get better every day possible to try and lift that trophy but we're not looking back and try and recreate something with a different team at a different venue that had different challenges and the one thing that that indicates for me is, is the mindset it creates it, it creates a mindset where you don't stand still as a team you're never satisfied with you know winning the first game or the second game or the third game every day you'll be thrown completely different challenges and ask questions about your performance as a team. And, and that mindset will allow you to be able to adapt and grow throughout the tournament, as opposed to being very fixed in the way that you play. Tom so Mann. to answer your question, yeah, we're going to win it. Bosh. <laughs> what a finish. Cheers, mate. Top stuff and uh, enjoy. No worries. Podcast Network.